In a blog written in 2013, Katie Munich wrote, I fell into a trap last week. Really? Already? Advent is, is just around the corner? That's what everyone says, isn't it? That we can't quite believe that Christmas is coming. And the realization that, is, it, is almost, that it is almost always comes with a stressed rush of things to do, whether we recite them or not, and a rise to the anxiety level. Oh boy, I know exactly what she means. Today is kind of a huge reality check for me and maybe for you too because it's December 1st and that means that Christmas is just 24 days away a little over four weeks away. Really? Already? Yikes. Yikes. But then Munich continues. Well, I'm climbing out of that trap this week and into Advent. Into Advent into a journey of the mind and heart and spirit during which we travel week by week through a season of remembering, renewal, and rejoicing. During this journey, we will light candles, sing carols, and read and reflect on a story that has been told and retold over the centuries, an ancient story that becomes new in our hearts every year. A journey Perhaps this idea of Advent as a journey is new to you, but I can't help but see this metaphor reoccurring throughout the story of Jesus' birth. There is, of course, the physical journey that, according to the Gospel of Luke, Jesus and a very pregnant Mary made from Nazareth to Bethlehem, as well as those made by the shepherds and the wise men to see the child to whom Mary gives birth. I also think of the angel Gabriel coming down from heaven to deliver a crucial message to a teenage girl whose first words are, how can this be? And of the mental and emotional journeys made by that young woman and her fiance after they learn of her pregnancy and the special nature of the child that she would bear. In so many ways, Advent is a journey. As always, we begin this journey with uh, the prophets of Israel, whose visions offer us hope even as they challenge the status quo, and who always, always point us to the one who is the source of that hope. This year, we will be reading primarily from my favorite, the book of Isaiah, a book that spans two centuries and contains the writings of generations of prophets. Today's reading, however, comes from the writings of the historical Isaiah, who lived from the second half of the 8th century BC to the beginning of the 7th century. Though he was likely an insider rather than someone on the edges of society, perhaps even a court prophet, Isaiah spoke with his own voice, both supporting and criticizing Israel's political and religious establishment, whose center was in Zion, another name for Jerusalem. Today's reading, however, is a vision for the whole world. While in reality the site on which the ancient city of Jerusalem was built is a small hill, in the prophet's mind's eye it becomes a high mountain that everyone can see. Toward that mountain a river of people flows, not just from Israel, but from all the nations of the world. They come, not as one might expect, either to see the sights or to make war. Instead, they come on pilgrimage. 
Can you see them in your mind's eye? People of all nations and races mingling together, joyfully calling to one another as they walk. Come, let us go to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us his ways and we may walk in his paths. Come, come. They come not to worship, which we also might expect, but to receive instruction, to hear the word of the Lord so that they might learn how to live together in a new and different way. For this to be possible, such learning necessarily includes judgments. In the words of Paul Simpson Duke, God will not only speak, but will listen to the grievances, disputes, and concerns of the nations and will adjudicate. Nations will willingly submit themselves to the authority of one who can do what they cannot, heal wounds, end inequity, resolve conflict, and bring about justice. And in response, the people will take their weapons of war, their spears and their swords, and hammers clanging, render them useless. But this is more than an act of destruction, for as they hammer, the instruments of war are converted into agricultural tools. In a very tangible way, conflict is creatively transformed into cooperation, and the people journey from darkness to light, from war to peace, from death to life. It's a beautiful vision, a vision to which we are drawn and for which we yearn a vision so inspiring and powerful that its words are inscribed on a wall across the street from the United Nations building in New York, a vision that has been sung in song and lifted in words for centuries. It's also a vision that seems, well, impossible. Given the violence that infects so many places in the world, including our cities and neighborhoods, and the anger and conflict that we experience all too often in our workplaces, our schools, our relationships, and even in our church, it's impossible. Goodness knows how unwilling we are to give up anything that gives us an advantage, how we are afraid we are that giving justice to others will somehow deprive us, how unlikely we are to let go of our weapons at the risk of self, even at the risk of self-discussion, how determined we are to be in the right. Oh, Isaiah's vision is lovely, but it's a dream. Like Mary, we listen to his words and ask incredulously, how can this be? We forget one crucial thing, that this vision is not Isaiah's dream. It is the dream of God. It is not our work. It is God's work. It is the new reality to which God is drawing us and that God intends to create, not in some by and by, but on this earth and within human history. In the days to come, Isaiah proclaims. And Isaiah is a realist. He knows from personal experience the violence and injustice that plague his people, just as they do ours, and yet he dares to trust, to believe in, to proclaim his hope in the dream of God. He also calls Israel to live into God's dream. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. 
His call is not just for Isaiah's people. It is for us as well. Come, let us join the procession to peace. Come, let us seek the instruction of the Lord. Come, together let us begin the journey of hope, the journey of Advent. Ready? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, how? How do we take this journey? How can we live into this divine dream? Stacy Simpson Duke answers like this. The future belongs to God, but the first step toward that future belongs to those who have glimpsed God's light and are willing to trust that enough light lies ahead. I want to tell you about a person who has glimpsed that light. It's an artist named Pedro Reyes. In 2008, Reyes worked with local authorities in Culichan, Mexico, a city with a high rate of gun violence. And they set up a voluntary exchange program where people could bring their weapons in, turn them in to receive vouchers and also electrical appliances, as it happens. And that exchange program collected far more than was expected. It collected 1,527 guns. Those guns were then crushed by a steamroller and melted down. And they were forged, that metal was forged into 1,527 shovels. The shovels were then distributed to art institutions and public schools for the purpose of planting trees. Later, in 2012, Reyes transformed over 6,700 confiscated arms donated by the Mexican government into musical instruments. You can go online and see them. Some of them are people play, some of them are automated. It's amazing. And I'd say, you can't get more biblical than that. Transforming weapons of war into instruments of many kinds. Okay. You're saying, well, most of us aren't artists like Pedro Reyes. It's true. But you know, we have glimpsed the light. It's the tiny flame flickering on that candle over there. It's the light of the cross shining even on a cloudy day and the light in our eyes as we smile at one another. It's the songs that we sing in this season and it's the promises of scripture to which we listen, and it is the light of Christ in our hearts. So we've glimpsed it, it's there, it's here. So how do we walk this journey? We journey it by trusting in that light and joining with Isaiah in imagining the impossible by accepting God's dream as our own and taking the first steps toward it. We do it by enacting one deed of kindness, one helping hand, one expression of appreciation, one listening ear, one word of encouragement, one commitment to nonviolence, one generous donation, one gesture of goodwill, one commit, excuse me, one choice to forgive, one prayer for peace, and one decision to stand up and be counted. We embody 
the dream one step at a time with one act of love at a time. My friends, the journey from Advent to Christmas, the journey of hope begins with the decision to take a step. That's all it is, the decision to take a step. And so, on this Sunday, December 1st, 2019, trusting in the dream of God and open to the light of Christ wherever we may see it, let us gather our courage and start walking. Amen. Amen.